Hello, welcome to this, another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me today as we continue on looking at the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the events surrounding his resurrection and his revealing himself to all the eyewitnesses and to the, uh, as well as the disciples and the, the two Emmaus disciples and so on and so forth. There were so many eyewitnesses. As Paul testified, it was above 500, well above 500, uh, and also to him as well. But as we continue on and we focus on the events surrounding after he had risen, uh, you know, and on to his ascension, uh, there's something that you and I need to place great significance on something very important and we need to see it here in scripture today and i pray that the lord reveal this to us as we read his word today now um you know christ of course as we have uh, already stated you know and and on easter morning easter sunday morning we read from the gospel of matthew 28 his account of the resurrection uh, and we know that Christ is risen from the dead. We know uh, in our last message of, of circumstance or assurance, speaking of the circumstances that we all face as mankind versus the assurance that we have from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why can we how? Well, let me not so much why, but how can we have assurance? How do we know we can have assurance? The Word of God tells us, and I pray that the Lord will speak to your hearts through the Holy Spirit today as he has to me, and I pray this will be an encouragement and a blessing to you. Now, uh, the Word of God tells us here, we want to go back to the Gospel of Matthew 28. I want to read uh, verses 5 and 6. Now, in the context of Scripture here, Mary Magdalene, at Magdalene and the other Mary, and, and as the other gospel writers said, they were other women with them, and this is after the Sabbath is over with, and they're coming early in the morning to anoint uh, the uh, body of the Lord Jesus there in the tomb, and as they come, they, they find the stone rolled away and an angel sitting upon it. Now, the, the guards had uh, fainted, or so they had been like dead men. They just, like dead men, they just fell over. So they're confronted with the angel, and in verse 5 of Matthew 28, the angel says, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Listen closely to the words of verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen. Three significant words here. As he said. As he said, how do we, how could these disciples, these apostles, why could they go out and set the world on fire with the message of the risen, crucified, the risen and ascended Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Why and how could they do that? Because they had assurance. Why did they have assurance? Because everything that he had said, he did. Everything the scripture had promised of him and foretold of him in the law of Moses, the Psalms and the prophets and so on and so forth, had come to pass and had been fulfilled. 
everything that had been said to them, everything they had ever read in their life and known of Christ was fulfilled. And they knew and had the assurance that what he said, he was faithful and true to fulfill and to complete and to do. When Christ said it is finished on the cross, the work God's redemptive plan for all of mankind was complete. God is a God of judgment, but he is also a God of love. And he sent, he loved you and I so much that he sent Christ for that purpose. Christ became man. He, uh, as the second person of the triune Godhead, the three in one, Christ came here, born of a virgin, uh, took upon himself flesh uh, and bone and blood, uh, became man and dwelt among us and lived a perfect sinless life. God with us, God in the flesh, the Son of God, God the Son, uh, again, God with us. But why and how can we have assurance and the assurance that the apostles had? How can we have that assurance? Because we know he is faithful to what he said. Let's look at Luke chapter 24 this morning. Luke chapter 24, I want to begin reading there in verse 36. Now, keep those words in the back of your mind as we go through this, as he said. Verse 36, now, in this context of Scripture, I'll give you a little background here. He had already appeared unto the two disciples going from Jerusalem to Emmaus and revealed himself to them and opened their eyes by teaching them the Scriptures and what the Scripture had said unto them, but they did not recognize who Christ was until he broke the bread. Then they burned in their heart, they said, and they, when he was talking about himself from the Scriptures and opening the Scriptures unto them, and he d disappeared out of their sight once they realized who they were talking to. So they get up and they come to the disciples, and this is what we pick up in verse 36, and they're giving their... The disciples there are witness testimony. And it says, as they spake, thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, listen to closely to these words, peace be unto you. But they were, uh, they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he saith unto them, why are ye so troubled? And why do these... Uh, thoughts arise in your hearts why do these thoughts arise in your hearts they were frightened they were afraid <laughs> listen closely behold my hands and my feet that it is i myself handle me and see me for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have and when he had thus spoken he showed them his hands and his feet and while they yet believed not for joy, even when he had showed them his hands and his feet, and they they knew it to be him, they could not believe because it's like they were saying, it's too good to be true. This is too good to be true. What he said, it, it was just too good to be true. So listen. He says, they believed not for joy and wondered. He said unto them, have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. Listen closely to what he says here from verse 44 on. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets, 
and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, that they might understand the word of God, that they might fully understand that the word of God was true and faithful, that what he had told them, all that he had taught him, them for three years, all the miracles that they had seen him perform, perform all the things that they saw him do and the love that he showed toward all the sinners and publicans it doesn't matter who they were or what they had done christ showed them love and loved on them as a matter of fact the religious crowd who were self-righteous in their own mind and thought they did not need their messiah who was promised to them through the scriptures the law of moses prophets and the psalms rejected him completely so he drew all sinners and publicans. It says that time and time again, all sinners unto himself. You know, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. That's something else he said. But what he's telling them is, hey, I told you this. The scripture said it, and it is so, and here I am. Now we go on. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now listen to verse 48 of, Mark, of Luke chapter 24 here. And ye are witnesses of these things. And he says, And, I, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you but carry ye in the city of jerusalem until ye be endowed with the power from on high and he led them out as far as to bethany and lifted up his hand to bless them and it came to pass while he blessed them he was parted from them and carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Now we have Luke's other account of his ascension there in Acts chapter 1. Uh, and we have the testimony of the angels that said, Hey, this same Jesus you see going up in like manner will return. But let's look at the Gospel of John right quick. I want to look at the Gospel of John chapter 14. And I want you to continue on to remember, keep this thought in your mind. We can have assurance, just as the apostles had the assurance as to what they had witnessed, but what they had heard as well. We can have assurance of what the Word of God tells us because we know it to be faithful and true as they did. That's why they were able to go out and set the world on fire for the Lord and the gospel and proclaim and exalt the name of Jesus Christ and exalt God and glorify God in everything that they did and everything that they said because not only did Jesus come, Jesus come to them as he said, but he also gave them gifts he also left them with gifts and i want to i want to look at this right quick john chapter 14 i want to say i want to read this right quick we'll read verse 1 down through verse 16 the gospel of john chapter 14 let not your heart be troubled this is jesus speaking to his disciples before he went to the cross 
Some scholars will say this was spoken in the Passover chamber at the Passover supper. Some will say it was spoken on the way to the cross through the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, the scripture does not really, uh, to really in detail tell us. But anyway, the Lord says here to his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Did you hear that? Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen closely to this last word. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, I, and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Most blessed verse of Scripture to me, uh, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. How can we have assurance this day and age when our, our country morally is crumbling around us? Everything is, is against us. Everything seems to be against what we believe. There's thought, it seems like we are quickly and are the minority anymore as born-again believers. But how can we have assurance in a world as we live in today? Because he said we could. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Let, it, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. How could they have faith in him? Because he did what he said he would do. Not only that, but he said because he did what he said he was going to do. And, and let's read on right here. Verse uh, 16 and 17, same chapter, John chapter 14. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, and he that he may abide in you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. He dwelleth, dwell, in, he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Excuse me. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come again. The language there, uh, when he says right there, he will send you another comforter. That's not another or a different kind. That's another, one of the same kind. In other words, he was telling him they, he was going to pray the Father, and when he ascended, he was going to send the Holy Ghost. And he did, as we will see in John chapter 19 here in just a few minutes, and over there in Acts chapter 1, if we get that far. But he said, I will not leave you comfortless. The wording there in the Greek is, or, I will not leave you fatherless. I will not leave you abandoned. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How was he going to come to, come to them when he ascended into heaven? He sent the Holy Spirit. And by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus dwells inside of us. God our Father in heaven and all his power and presence dwells inside of us today, born again believer. We can have assurance through Christ because he said it and he did it and he made it so. He fulfilled every part of the Old Testament scriptures, the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, everything that was ever foretold of his coming, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his exalting, being exalted back on high, he has done it. He said it. He did it. 
The word said he would do it, and he did it. He fulfilled it. That's how these men, these apostles, had assurance because not only did he say he was going to do it, but he sent the Spirit. Not only did he say, if I go not away, the Spirit will not come, so I go away that when he comes. Let's read that in John chapter 16, uh, verse uh, starting in verse 7. Nevertheless, this is Jesus again, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. That speaks of righteousness by faith which is the only righteous, you know, the justification that's righteousness by faith. The just shall live by faith. So here we go. And of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. He promised them that he was going to die. As we heard in our last message on circumstance or assurance, he had told him he was going to die, but he told him he was going to rise again. And he did, as he said, he told him that he was going to the Father and he would send the Holy Spirit. And he did. John chapter 19. Let's read that right quick. I believe it's 19, verse 19 and 20. And we'll close here in just a second. The word of God tells us here in John chapter, I'm sorry, John chapter 20, verse 19. Excuse me. I'll get it right here in a minute this morning. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the disciples were assembled, but for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Listen, peace be unto you. Now, turn back over to John 14 and read verse 27 with me. This is another promise. Jesus saith unto them, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's the second time he's told, told him that. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So as we go over here to John chapter 20, verse 19, we see the, the promise fulfilled right here. He said, verse 19. Excuse me, I got to get there. All right. Let's read this again. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when he, when the doors were shut, where his disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus, stood in the midst of them, and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto him, unto them his hands and his side. There were the disciples glad. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send, send I you. And when he saith this, listen closely, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Everything that the Scripture has spoken of our Lord and Savior has been fulfilled. Everything, every promise, every teaching that he ever taught, was not left undone. It was fulfilled. Everything that he said, as he said, remember those three words, as he said, it was done. Jesus did not say it unless he did it because he was God in the flesh and he already knew that when he spoke it, it was already done because it was sent to him from the Father above. And he was 
uh, in, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune spirit. Folks, how can we have assurance? And I'm speaking to born-again believers, and I know this message is for you today. There are many, many out there that are dealing with trials, tribulations, to the to the worst part that I probably could never imagine. As bad as my situation is, I've always said, if you think you've got it bad, someone's always got it worse. So I know there are ones out there, and I'm speaking to true born-again believers now, those who have rightly received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the personal Lord and Savior. They've repented of their sin. They're not living in a life of sin. They're living holy and sanctified and separated lives. They are truly born again of the Spirit. And we'll get into this in later messages. But now, listen, how can we have assurance in the world that we live in where sexual immorality is running rapid? It's gotten so bad, even all social media outlets, even TV, radio, you can't watch TV anymore without seeing it crammed down your throat. Now, I'm not saying I don't love those people. I do. I love everyone with all my heart in Christ. And I, I, I pray for their hearts and their souls that they would get right with the Lord. But let me tell you something. How can we have assurance? Because Jesus said and did what he said. He has done it as he said he would. Folks, he is ascended on high. He is exalted on high he is seated at the right hand of the father in heaven to forever intercede for us and because he had overcome death is swallowed up in victory when he rose from the grave death was swallowed up in victory the power of satan which was death and sin is broken in our lives we have no uh and not only that but we're indwelled with the spirit he has just as he gave his disciples peace we have peace in him. And that's not a peace as the world gives, as he said there in John 14, 27, because that's nothing but a temporary peace. His peace is eternal. His spirit indwells us eternally. We one day will be translated. He will come back and rapture his church out of here one day, and we're going home to be with our Lord, and I believe it's soon. So I think we can have assurance knowing that he is true and faithful to all he has said. That's how we can have assurance in any circumstance. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you today as an encouragement it has been to me. I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening to us here at Word from the Word of God. And sinner friend, I speak to you today. If you want eternal assurance, eternal life, you want to be saved today, Christ died for you on the cross he shed every drop of his precious blood on calvary's cross for your redemption to pay your sin debt in full he bare all your sins on the cross all you have to do is come to him and ask him today and repent say lord i am a sinner Forgive me of my sins. Truly in your heart, say, I forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life. I want you to be my personal Lord and Savior. And give your life and place all of your faith in Christ's finished work on the cross. And you will be born again. You will be saved. Born again simply means the Holy Spirit will come in. And that's not a reformation of the old. No, that's not reforming what you are. That is making you a complete new creature. It's called regeneration. It makes you completely new. The Apostle Paul speaks of this many times. The new man. 
putting on the new man and putting off all the old things. Christ can do this because he has said it was so. I pray that you would have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the Word of God. God bless.